Hi, and welcome everyone to Open Mic with Kristen, where each week we feature events and successes with our staff and our students of Beaufort County Schools. Let's get started. Hello, I'm so happy to have this guest on today with me, Miss Joanne Curvin, our Director of School Nutrition, who plays a super vital role in our school system. She's also known for her wonderful British accent. <laughs> How are you doing today, Joanne? I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. Good. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So I often hear and um, from parents and just staff, I love listening to Miss Curvin's voice on her nightly messages. <laughs> Don't you hear that all the time? I do. I'm known, <laughs> known around town as the Friday Night Voice. <laughs> Very amusing. My kids love to listen to you and everything. So, yeah, so she's kind of um, famous. Someone in in, as long as people listen to my message, we're all good. That's right. Not just listen to the voice. They put You put them in a trance, I think, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Joe, tell us how long have you been with Beaufort County Schools and just explain a little bit about your role. Absolutely. Well, I joined Beaufort County Schools during COVID. Um, I started in June 2020. Uh, not the best start time to start any new job, but right. it's all good. And um, but I've actually been working in school nutrition for nearly 16 years. Oh, wow. Yes. Within North Carolina. So. OK. School nutrition is also my second career within food service management. I was born and raised in England. No surprise. We there. can tell. Absolutely. <laughs> and I was educated and went to university in England. And I have a, a business studies degree for the hotel and catering industry. So what brought you to the States? Um, it's a little standing joke with that one. I usually say an airplane. <laughs> think I've ever asked you that. Yeah, I've known Joe a long yeah. time and I don't think I've ever asked you that. Well, we've now lived in the U.S. 30 years. So I have been asked that question quite a number of times, as I'm sure mm -hmm. you can imagine. Originally, we came, my husband and I had just been married a couple of years and my husband had a job offer in Pennsylvania okay. and we were in a position that it was worth trying. Never like to regret not doing something. Can always eat some humble pie if I make a wrong decision. Right. But uh, we came over here on, on a whim. And here we are 30 years later, still here. So you know how that worked out for us. Yeah. So you were um, not long in Pennsylvania and then we, came to North Carolina. We were actually in Pennsylvania for about eight and a half years. Oh, that is a while. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you did nutrition up there too? I did. I When I first started working in Pennsylvania, I was actually working in a nursing home. Um, very quickly discovered that was not my forte. Right. I worked in a nursing home for about uh, 17 months, 16 and a half months longer than I should have done. Yeah. Um, I get a real kick out of um, hospitality mm -hmm. and I love the fact that people want to come back tomorrow mm -hmm. and it's like having a big party at your house and people are talking about it for months on end. It was the best party ever. Well, I get that kick every day when I'm serving people and they enjoy what we're serving and we get one little voice says, thank you so much. That was the best lunch ever. <laughs> you it, make some good stuff. It brings us, yeah. it, it makes us come back tomorrow because mm -hmm. there, there is a lot of grief associated with it too. And everybody is an expert in terms of um, what they like to eat and how they like to prepare things. Um, our program is a federally funded program. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, we have many, many, many rules and regulations. Right. And... The budget associated with school nutrition is, well, almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. So we work very, very hard at providing the best quality we can with the money that we have available for us. And obviously, we're not going to be able to please everybody every day, but our goal is to try our best. And we have so many people that may not otherwise eat if they don't eat with us. So we're That's in right. a tremendous position here to be able to reach out and take care of those children that might not eat otherwise or might not eat properly mm -hmm. otherwise. That's a key thing to remember, too. They have to eat properly. That's right. Yeah. And you have, yeah. Um, 
And you touched on that a, a little bit ago, but, you know, you started at a really challenging time, you know, in the middle of COVID, and you still had to keep our families fed. Absolutely. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it was very tough times for us. <laughs> you know, the, the pandemic was declared on like, Friday the 13th of March, and starting on Monday the, the 16th, all the troops in school nutrition, then this is nationally, not just mm -hmm. in Beaufort County or not just in North Carolina, but nationally, all the, all the troops in school nutrition were in work on that Monday doing everything they possibly could to feed the children. Um, we had to turn it all around on a dime. We had to come up with some different feeding models, um, different delivery models too. It was non-congregant. Everybody was home. Well, everybody was home except for school nutrition, actually. School nutrition were about the only people that were out and about with, wow. the, with the healthcare workers. Yeah. Um, even to a point that we had letters that we had to carry in our cars so that if we were stopped on the way to work for being on the roads, we had documentation to prove that we should be out there. It's surreal, it almost. It really was. Mm. But you know what? We have a really dedicated group of people working for us. And most people chose to come to work. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was a great opportunity for some people to realise that they didn't necessarily have to stay home and didn't actually encompass the the anxieties associated with being home. Maybe they didn't want homeschool too. There is that. So I'm they came jealous. to work instead. It was hard being home that long. I'm jealous. Yeah, but we were, we were out every day yeah. and um, different models associated with delivering of the food. And during COVID, we fed all people 18 and under within the county. Yeah. Whereas normally under the National School Lunch Program, we serve children that are enrolled in Beaufort County schools. Mm -hmm. So there is a difference between the two. So our numbers actually increased during that time course we had tremendous difficulties getting food getting milk and that type of thing but what we did was we did the best we could with what we had mm -hmm. and we are so blessed that we have such an amazing crew that were prepared to be flexible during that time and what we did was we took care of business yeah you did and I I said that in a uh, previous podcast about how mindful you really are with like your menus and things like that because the past you know two years almost you're right. We haven't been able to get certain foods and supplies, plates. Now, it's not even just certain foods. It's been supplies, too. And so I always thought you were so mindful because part of this podcast is making our families, like, aware and understand why we do the things we do. That's one of the reasons that Miss Curvin had put out a weekly menu because she didn't know what she was going to get from one day to the next. Yes, what, what a lot of people didn't understand was we were – during COVID, we would receive our main deliveries on a Monday morning, mm -hmm. and I would find out Friday afternoon what we were unable to receive. So I did have monthly menus prepared, but on a Friday afternoon, I would have to totally change my menu for the following week based on what we were receiving on our track on a Monday morning. Right. That is why I made the decision to just post the menu for a week at a time and it was posted Friday afternoon because what I was trying to post was the most accurate menu I could. Well, because when you have a picky child like my two, that menu matters. <laughs> if you put peanut butter and jelly up there and my kid comes in and there's no peanut butter and jelly, she might not eat today. Right. And so I think that that's... It's such a such a great thing that you did there. Yeah, we, we, we try very hard to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, doing the right thing is right or wrong in more than one direction, too. Of course. Some, so uh, using the information that we have and what goes on behind the scenes, we try to make it right for the parents out there, too. 
I have two children myself. They're, they're no longer in the, in the school meal program. So I can have two different hats on. I can have a school nutrition director hat on, but I can also have a parent hat on. And sometimes those two don't cross. Yeah. And I have to be very, very mindful about making the right decision for both sides of the equation when I'm wearing one hat or the other. But because I have children, I've had children come through public school in North Carolina, um, I could feel that I can make solid decisions for everybody. And there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like the decision I make, um, but I usually have very good justifications as to why I have actually made that decision. Talk about some of the guidelines that you have. You had mentioned those just a little bit. Um, is there a certain, like certain food groups and portions that you have to? Oh my goodness, okay. menu planning could be a totally separate podcast, Chris, oh, than no. it really could. <laughs> it, okay. it, get, it gets so, so complicated. It's really scary when you see me sitting down um, writing our menus to the point that in the vegetable subgroups, mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I have the right number of green, green leafy, red orange, legume, and others. That's on just the vegetable sections. So I have to meet a certain requirement for meat or meat alternate, certain requirement for grain, and, mm -hmm. is a, and we have to have 80% whole grain and grain enriched in our menus too. So we have some issues... Um, with the grain right now, mm -hmm. the big big push right now also with the federal government is sodium. They want to push the sodium down even lower than it is right now. And that's going to be a big problem for us because we need a little bit of salt in our diets. And right. salt actually does provide a little bit of – enhances some of the flavor in the food too. So by the time we take out all the salt and the kids go, it's got no flavor, it's got no taste, we have to explore our options with other flavorings and other herbs and spices and that type of thing. And a lot of people just don't understand it. What has been on the news a lot recently is them looking to reduce the sugar, mm. um, added sugar, that is, in, in the products that we serve. Now, children today, a lot of children today are not drinking milk. Mm -hmm. So if the only milk your child is drinking is a cup of chocolate milk at lunchtime, that's a plus. Yeah. Because that is one cup of milk more than they are receiving at home. Mm -hmm. And um, you take chocolate milk away from those younger grades because the sugar in it, and it's only 18 grams for a, for a serving size, so it's not excessive. One thing I can say is, and it usually gets a chuckle, is a child is never going to get obese on school meals alone. That's right. It's lifestyle choices outside of school mm -hmm. and running around and playing. All the things that we did growing up that children don't do so much. Absolutely, yeah. mm -hmm. absolutely. So we take the brunt of a lot of criticism for things and then go home and find that the child might be eating Lunchables or lots of burgers and fries at home and munch on Doritos all evening, for example. Well, our Doritos that we serve in school... They have to be low-fat, whole-grain Doritos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we serve, have to serve slightly different products um, because of the guidelines that we're under. But anybody that has real problems with, with some of our menu choices, I'm more than welcome to open my office door and have them come and sit with us while we're putting our menus together. Well, and that's why I had you mention that because I do hear, you know, you, you have got to have thick skin because I do hear like, oh, the lunches are, are not the best, but... You know, I see what you're making, and I'm in the schools all the time, and I'm like, gosh, I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. what um, they had cobbler one day. You've, you know, you do themes. The, the um, last week was green eggs and ham. You have had for Chinese New Year. You had potla or um, pot stickers and fried rice, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And you know, no, it doesn't look like that every single day. A lot but of people want to, to believe that children just want to eat 
pizza and hamburgers and hot dogs. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel that children in Beaufort County can eat pizza, hamburgers and hot dogs very frequently outside of school. Mm -hmm. And so I take the responsibility that we need to have some um, real food, for want of a better term, on our menus. Mm -hmm. So we've been featuring this year. We've got um, chicken Alfredo on the menu. There's a carbonara another day. Salisbury steak with mashed potato and gravy <laughs> with green beans is always a huge popular I mean, dish. We never got that stuff. Did you, Paul? Yeah. No. I just looked towards Thursday when square we could pizza. have square pizza. I love square pizza. And just to uh, let you know, guys, the square pizza is actually rectangular. <laughs> oh, it's that's not true. actually square, but there we well, go. We we never were good in math anyway. <laughs> we used to say square. But I really yeah. did. We said square all the square time. Square pizza. Yep. Well, so. What I try to do is try to get a little trend going with the menus. And I know it's very helpful, particularly on a Monday, for anybody that hasn't cottoned on yet. We actually do serve pizza every Monday. I actually operate on a three-week menu cycle, so I might offer... Is it rectangular? Well, I'm just going there, Paul. Let's go get some pizza today, Paul. So (laughs) what I try to do is offer three different types of menu over the three-week menu cycle. So right now, one week is a cheese stuffed crust crust pizza another week might be the fiestada or the mexican style pizza and the third week will be the um rectangular it's four by six the rectangular <laughs> pizza we're never gonna live that so down. everybody calls it square pizza it's I hilarious know they do. so but what we do is so we're serving pizza and and i and only serving it once a week because nobody needs to be eating pizza every single That's day right. it's not healthy for anyone to do that but there's no reason why you can't have it once a week yeah and the other thing is to everybody now knows on a Monday if they can't if let's say heaven forbid I forget to post the menu has happened everybody should know now pizza and corn on a Monday. See, my daughter's is Fridays, so yeah. like every Friday we do not. She likes that's her little treat for the week. She well, gets the pizza reason, for the week. The reason why I don't do it Fridays, I actually think that a lot of families might have pizza night Friday night at home, so um, that's why I don't do it on a Friday. We have done that before. Yeah, <laughs> we have, and she's like, I had pizza for lunch, yes. and so you're right. So, so we t- try and have some little themes going yeah. and some little trends going too. So um, you do a great job. You and really we, do. And of course, our pizza has to be whole wheat crust with low-fat cheese and low-fat pepperoni. We do serve corn dogs on a menu once every three weeks. And again, it's just those stipulations that if They're your child's di- coming home saying, ugh, it just wasn't good. Well, I mean, they have rules They to are not deep-fried corn dogs. We no. have whole-grain crust and a turkey turkey filling on our corn dogs. So it's not going to be the same as you get with the deep-fat fryer at the state fair as an oven-baked low-fat. So that's how we can get away with serving that. We have no fryers in the schools in so Beaufort County. I wanted to tell you that. Um, so years ago in my previous job when I used to visit this county, and I used to have 27 counties in my territory, this was the first county in the east that took out the fryers. And you had... Of course, you had a little bit of both. You had parents that were furious, and then you had parents that were like, wow, you know, my kids are going to eat healthy. But you got Bover County, and that was, I think it was probably 10 years ago, had well, actually, taken all a, the fryers out. N- actually, not quite correct, because the last fryers were actually taken out about two months ago. My oh, high no. school still had them. See, they had told me they were gone. Right, no, they were not gone. They were supposed to have been gone. Um but you have to have repl- you have to have equipment to replace them, yeah. and you have to have good products that you can replace them with now. So we've been actively working on bringing in some new equipment, and they're combination ovens. Mm-hmm. So a bit like your air fryer might work at home now. We have that capacity with these ovens. Oh, these great. ovens can also steam, or we can have a combination of the heat going on in there too to keep some of the other products moist. So 
bit by bit, because of course equipment is fairly expensive, bit by bit we're changing just our equipment so we can produce the best quality food that we can. And we also pride ourselves on batch cooking during lunch too. So when children are coming in later through lunch, they're getting food that wasn't cooked at nine o'clock in the morning. They're getting, they're getting food that was cooked close to the time to their coming into the cafeteria. Oh, nice. So yeah. we try. You know, we, I encourage my staff to walk the customer side of the line. And if they see something they don't like or if something they wouldn't buy, and I don't mean because they just don't like broccoli. That's not my thought process here. But have a look to see what the line looks like from the customer side. Mm -hmm. It looks different from our side. Haven't worked out why. But, and then I want to give them the power to change what they don't like. If they want to move the pans around so that the orange complements the green rather than all the greens together, for example. Do it. Do it. That's Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Take ownership of your line. As I say, they have to follow the menu. Um, we submit to the government what we're doing for nutrient analysis. So if we don't then serve what's on the menu on a regular basis, we're out of compliance with what we said we were going to do. Right. So that's why we have to do that. And the other thing that's very, very important too is all the children in Beaufort County should be having the same food on the same day on their menus. I don't want for people to in different towns to think that they're lesser or more so than others because of what's being served on their lunch menus. We, I want to be very consistent across the county, and it's important, which does mean that some days you might see something that your children in your school don't really enjoy, but for everything that they don't like at your school, the other 11 schools probably will tell me it's one of their favorite items. Okay, so what you're saying is at Snowden, they are eating the same thing as they are at um, Washington High School. Washington High School okay. or Bath. Now, there's sometimes between the elementary schools and the high schools, there may be some differences. Um, and some of that is financially pushed and financially biased. Plus, high school kids don't worry if they don't eat all day and then they might have money in their back pocket and they can buy something at the gas station on the way home. Mm -hmm. The younger children are less likely to be able to do that. So our goal is to have as high a quality as we can in each school. Yeah. For example, in our high schools this year, we do serve a whole muscle chicken sandwich. So it's a bit like the Chick-fil-A sandwich oh, that you buy in Chick-fil-A. Of course, in Beaufort County, the students are not paying for their meals. Um, all meals are provided for all students in Beaufort County schools at no cost to the family. And um, we're fortunate that we were able to carry on that plan this year. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's huge. And most of our neighboring counties big. don't do that at the moment. Right. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, our food costs have gone through the roof. Mm -hmm. The state mandated a pay rise for the staff last year, which wasn't before time. But I don't get my funding from the state. I get my funding from federal government. Mm -hmm. So the state mandated one thing and then nobody's financing my big pay rise for my for my staff. And some of my staff took a good 25% pay rise um, because wow. of the way they took it up to the to the minimum minimum hourly rate. And my, my money coming into me has actually gone down this year. But it was a, it was a conversation that we had that we decided that we would carry it this year and see which way the government was looking to go moving for the future. Now, that was something you did, right? You yeah. kind of went out to make that happen. Yes, absolutely. Explain that to, to me a little bit. Well, we get a certain amount of money based on the number of meals we served. Mm -hmm. And we can get reimbursed at different rates depending on the socioeconomic status of the students mm -hmm. and the, the, the families. So in Beaufort County, based on the hurricane a few years ago, many more people qualified for um, subsidies from the government, which does feed into the program. 
So as the time went by, people have rolled out of their subsidies because fortunately we haven't had the, uh, the horrible weather that we had a few years ago, which meant that my numbers changed, that I could qualify to get reimbursement at the free rate. Wow. So whereas in before I'd get reimbursement at 90% at the free rate, which is much bigger than the 10% at the paid rate, which is and the paid rate reimbursement is like 50 cents okay. on a meal. So now with the changes this year, I'm carrying 76, 24%. So for every four meals I serve... I'm only getting 50 cents for one out of those four meals. Wow. And it doesn't take, doesn't take much to recognize that you can't operate um, indefinitely with those sort of finances. But we were in a position that this year we decided to do that. There's some changes that are potentially coming with the federal government moving into next year. Um, North Carolina is a pirate program in terms of some of the Medicaid stuff going on. Right. Um, and so I'm very, very carefully watching our numbers. And in the month of April, I do have to report our numbers back to the North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. And I've got my fingers crossed and my toes crossed and anything else that needs to be crossed right now <laughs> that we are going to be able to make some good decisions for our families for next year. But right this moment, it's too early to announce what next right. year is going to look like. But next month, we should be able to do that. And my fingers are crossed that we're going to have some some good news. Well, and I just wanted, um, you know, our families to understand that process. And, you know, that's something that you really lobby for mm -hmm. and you're watching for. And, and that's all behind the scenes. So yes. it's really important to mention. Um, any other refinements or things when you came in three years ago that you've kind of made that you're proud of? One, one of the main things is I've been looking at the menu very, very carefully. And obviously... Um, I have a slightly different culture than a lot of people that might be in Beaufort County. And so my approach to menus and what should be on a menu is going to be different from some of the families that are in Eastern North Carolina. So I have to be very, very aware of the two cultures coming together. Mm -hmm. um, but it's my belief that children should not be eating fast food all the time. And my goal is to improve the, the choices on a menu. Um, I'm not necessarily going to say we're going back to meat and two veg of the olden days mm -hmm. or anything like that, but certainly I want people at the lunchtime to have what we would always call a proper meal. Yeah. Um, fast foods can be had outside of school, so I want people to have good choices. I want for them to have a variety. A lot of the students out there now don't appear to have a big variety in their diets. We also operate here in Beaufort County, the Fresh Fruit and Vegetable Cro Program, mm -hmm. and we qualify for that. It's a big grant that we get, again, from the federal government. And in six of our elementary schools, we offer a program. This year, it's actually five days a week where we give the opportunity for children to try some different fruits and vegetables that they might not otherwise have an opportunity to try. Right. Um, and that's quite an exciting program. Mm -hmm. I have just submitted the application again for next year. Oh. And I'm sure we will qualify again. I'm going to, I need to reduce the number of days that we serve it. Now, isn't it's not school nutrition providing a snack. And a lot of people think that's what we're doing. But actually, we're not. It's a way, it's part of an educational, educational program to um, extend the children's thought processes. And expose and them. Expose them, absolutely. That's right. And if they don't want to try it, can they touch it? Can they smell it? Can they sniff it? Can they? We love if they do have a little try of some of these things. We have a three-bite rule in our house, and so you got to take three bites. And <laughs> if you hate it, then you don't ever have to try it again. But you have to try three bites yeah. because... I feel like, well, my daughter's like a texture girl. And so as soon as it hits her mouth, she's rolling it around and she's 
she's going to be like a food connoisseur, I think, one day. But, um, but yeah, we have we make them take three bites because I just don't feel like I don't feel like you can decipher that on the first, you know. Right. And half the time they want to spit it out or they don't even want to eat it at all. So one of the things that I spend quite a lot of time doing is I investigate, explore, and um, apply for as many grants as I can. And it might be to introduce um, new products or to buy some new equipment to help us streamline our service, that type of thing. You know, it's a very time-consuming thing to apply for grants, and sometimes we win and sometimes we don't. And the last Most you win. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> I see you out there. And it is a lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work well, applying it, for it those. It is, but... To finding me, them. To me, it's really, really worthwhile because I have a real passion for what we do. Right. Um, if I didn't have a real passion for the job that we do in school nutrition, I, I wouldn't still be doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not necessarily that the, the huge paycheck comes my way um, because we work in school nutrition. We believe in what we do in this department. And as I said that earlier, if just one child comes up to you, gives you a big smile and says they love their lunch today, right. it, it just gives you a real kick. It, it, it makes us all feel, gives us all that warm and fuzzy. And, and we, really, didn't really we talk about, um, don't tell me what you didn't like. Tell me what yeah. you loved about it. Yeah, I did have a little you situation know? recently. I went to read a story to some children for the uh, Read Across America Day. Mm -hmm. And um, somebody did say, no, children, let's tell Mrs. Kirvin what you don't like. And I, <laughs> I had to nip that one in the bud straight away because I need to know what they do like. Right. And I what do we need to keep coming? Yeah. yeah. And I really want for the children to see lunch as a real positive experience. Mm -hmm. And so if we can talk about it and we tell them what we like, we might get that on the menu more frequently. That's right. And so I try to turn it round 180 <laughs> because you know what? It's very soul-destroying when all people are going to tell you is all the things they don't like. That's right. Because you try at least one thing that you do like and let yes. Mrs. Kerbin know that because you know what? We can feature that again. <laughs> and try it and try everything because it might surprise you. That's what I always tell my kids. Like your palate changes as you get older. And like me, I never used to like bananas. And I don't know why after I had my son, I love them now. But <laughs> I hated them growing up. And I think my palate's just changed, you know? And so I think, I think that makes a difference. One, one of the big things that were actually um, – was fairly huge recently is that we were recognized at the state level and actually at the national level as well we're recognized at the state level first and um, I don't know the name of the award it's called turnip the beat but it was in recognition of the summer program that we put together last year right. it's a bit of a standing joke in school nutrition in North Carolina that I won't call it um, summer feeding program because it sounds like we're at the zoo uh -huh. can't be having that so we do summer meals here summer meals summer meals right. in Beaufort County and we all get a little chuckle out of that but you know what it makes people think about what we're doing which is very exciting that they do that but we we, we wanted an award turn up the beat we won the award at the silver level and it was for what we did during the summer summer program last year okay and 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 then of course that had stipulations I'm sure exactly what you fed them and transportation and all yes. those things right it was it was based on um, outreach mm -hmm. it was based on the quality of our menu and the introduction of local products as well and the fact that we actually served the children we we served the children Monday through Thursday if it was a camp or something like that that we were serving we would serve a cold meal on the Friday okay but the rest of the meals were hot meals mm -hmm. and that's very often what's what's missing 
uh, during the summer is, is the hot meal at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And if it was a camp or something like that and we were able to supply breakfast for them, we did as well. We did that as well. Wow. Congratulations. But, well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we were the only one in North Carolina. We were the only school districts in North Carolina that won that award. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. big. <laughs> it does. It makes a smile. And you know what, though? I'm so proud of the team because no one person can do this job on their own. That's right. It takes a team and it takes a team of like-minded people. And people say to me all the time, what's the difference between school A and school B? And I have to respond that it's the size of the hearts of the people preparing the meal. I love going back there and taking their pictures because they're like, me? You want my picture? <laughs> I'm like, yes, get up here. You are a huge part of this school. And so I think they discredit themselves a little bit, but you guys really are. You're, you're, you're a huge part of the school, so... All right, enough um, enough serious stuff. I did not tell Miss Kervin that this was coming, but we have a fun round. But she's listened to my podcast before, so she probably knows this. All right, so bonus round. If you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ribeye with scallop, yeah. <laughs> but ribeye is my favorite cut. Is it? Yes. See, I'm a, I like a filet. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? And we know you are very... I am very well traveled. You are. Um, certainly. So that's why I want to know this locals. question. Actually, I have to say, my husband and I both really enjoy living where we're living right now, which is okay. Washington. Washington in uh, Beaufort County. Yeah, we do love it. That is um, really cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, because you do, you travel all the time. You just got back from England visiting mm -hmm. your daughter. and. But I love London. And had an amazing time. But I love to hear that. Like yeah. where we live is. We love it where we live right now. Yeah. And I really, if to. The place that I most like to visit is is Paris. Oh, I would love yeah. to go to Paris. Paris. So, yeah. but we're not adverse to travel, so we have always done so. Travel in Europe is much easier than travel is here, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah, we do like to travel. All right, books or movies? Books. Books. Okay, I thought you were a reader. All right. Well, that's all I have, Paul. Do you have anything? One thing that I like to ask to most of our guests is um something that was quite commonplace when you were a child. And kids today wouldn't understand what it was if you tried to tell them what it is. <laughs> Playing outside. Right? <laughs> Come in when the street light comes on, yep. right? We tell our kids that. My kids are fascinated. And my daughter always says, in the olden days. And that was yesterday. Y'all, I'm 40 years old. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm that old. But yeah, she says, in the olden days. So she makes me feel, <laughs> she makes me feel ancient. <laughs> Scary, isn't it? When the street light comes on. All right. Well, one of, one of the most interesting things that people always question me on is having lived in the US for 30 years, why do I still sound like I do? Because you don't lose that. And well, my answer is that if I sounded like everybody else, nobody would ever stop and talk to me. Ah, I love that. Miss Carvin, thank you so much for coming on. You're I've had welcome. a great time. I always do. <laughs> we really enjoy learning about um, the school nutrition. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Everyone, think different. Think BCS. This has been Open Mic with Kristen. <laughs>